ko tapu wai o uenuku te maunga, ko wairau te awa, ko ōmaka te marai, ko te aroha o te wai paunamu te whare tūpuna. Ko rangitāne ki wairau me ngāti apa ki te rā tō ngā iwi. Ōmaka marai is located in the Marlborough. It serves its local community and is utilised for a variety of functions. Kali Nepia takes Tiahika on a tour. Me, me pēnei rā te kōrero, ka tūau ki rungi ki tōku mai ngā tapua tapu wai o Ruanaku. Ka arere whakararo kia koukou wai au i ngā wai tuku kiri o ku mātua tūpuna, ka rungo nei au i te kupu kōrero keipote te wairau. Ka arere rā ki roto ki te marae o maka, ki roto rā i te whare tūpuna ko te aroha o te waipaunamu, ko te wānui tēnei o Ngāti Ape ki te rātō, Ngāti Kuia o Rangitāne, me ki a kura haupo waka, kura haupo tangata, kura haupo ki te waipaunamu e koko ia e arai. Yeah, the marae was a, a very strong focal point in my life. Um, and now have the opportunity to, to give something back to, to the whānau, to the hapu. I, I guess that the first point of call is to say that when we first moved on, and when I mean we, it was way before my time, but when we moved um, onto Ōmaka Marae, this was nothing but a barren uh, field. Uh, and so if you could imagine rocks being everywhere, um, it's dry, um, hay-like grass growing everywhere, and, and it was pretty much a ruin. Um, and no one else... Um, was doing anything with the place and it was barren um, and then around the 1960s they formed um, a group called the Marlboro Māori Community Group uh, and that group was established um, to talk about different kaupapa Māori things and one of the main points that was coming, came out of that hui was the fact that and knowing that there was around time of urbanisation and all that kind of stuff was happening that we didn't have anywhere to take our two papaku and to have our tangi. And so what was happening at that time is that we were taking them back to our homes in little um, streets in Blenheim, and the next-door neighbours neighbours were freaking out. Right, so this was the 60s. This was the 60s, and you know, and so you're having big busloads of Māori turning up, and, and not only were the neighbours freaking out, but in terms of tikanga and kawa, we weren't able to carry those um, processes out properly. We weren't able to poroparaki to our to our um, to and karanga, and, karanga and, 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 and even just cooking and wharepaku and all those logistical things. So a group of our kaumātua got together and they started to talk about the, the, this problem, this take that they had. And one of the things that they come up with was that they wanted somewhere, whether it was a marae, a hall, a whatever, somewhere where they could first and foremost hold tangi. So that was really the, the, the main up of the group was to, to go down that road. And then after a time, they... Um, they got some momentum and they were gifted this place. Now, this place used to be an old Air Force place. Yeah, because the, uh, we're just down the road from the Omaka Aviation yep. Heritage Centre. Centre. Yep. And so the whole of Omaka was a big, av- it's got a big aviation history. If you look just over to the right of the Marae, there are these old barracks there, uh, which are where the cadets used to um, train and all that kind of stuff. The old Farekai. Uh, which was the first, that, that was our first whare nui, it was our first, that was where we had our whare mate, it ended up being our kohanga. 
it's now our Kaumatua Lounge. That was the first building that we ever had on this site, and that itself was used um, within an Air Force context. I think it was some office. So um, the building was already here? So, so that building, the old building, um, was already here. Now that building's at least over 150 years old already. Okay, so um, we are going to move into the inside of the Whare Nui, Te Arohau Te Waipaunamu. So why, why the name, Kylie? I mean, uh, it's pretty self-explanatory, the love yeah, of the yeah, South well, Island. Um, as, and again, you know, th- this is my version. Other people's version could, um, could differ, but the corridor the that I have heard was that when the Komato were deciding on a name for the Wharetupuna, one of the names that came up were specific to our, um, our Rangitane people. So knowing that Rangitane are the mana whenua of, of Umakamurai, um, and we come under un, under that that, that mana, um, but because Omaka Marae was going to be seen very much as a communal marae, then for we for for all types of people, then we wanted it to be quite an, an inclusive um, name. As we enter into the Farinu, one of the things that um, hit you first is the big long mural here. So when you walk into the Farinu on your left hand side, we've got this big long mural. Uh, the mural was done by a local artist um, who, who is world-renowned now. Uh, Brian Baxter is his name. And pretty much it talks about... Well, the beautiful thing about it is, is um, it's open to interpretation. Um, but it pretty much starts from the hiking of Maunga Tupuna, and, and that could be from a generic tupuna coming to Aotearoa, or it could be as specific as our tupuna coming here and settling into the Waido. Mm. Um, so, so you'll see that you've got the, the waka haurua with their sail. And, you know, and that in itself is a good education tool, you know, because when we're talking about the, the sea-going vessels that our tupuna travelled on, we're not talking about little stink little canoes with, with paddles on them. You know, we use them, yeah. but that's no not, you know, when we come over, it was 150 people with enough provision and, you know, they were circumnavigating and all those type of things. Uh, when, we, when we built this whare you know, we were breaking new ground. So whilst we'd done it within a, a, a traditional sense, yes. there were some things that we just thought, oh, actually, no, that'll be pretty cool. We'll, we'll have a go at that. And, and to, to my knowledge, there still aren't any, if any, uh, marae that have a mural of this, um, this this length. And there's a mighty big picture of James Cook right yeah, there. Yeah, 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 looking very um, stylish. <laughs> so um, how long did it take Brian to um, complete this, this um, I mean, mural? I'm not too sure on the exact time, but it was a mammoth task. He actually got, he actually done a very small version first. And then after that, then it was decided that he would be able to, to um, you know, to carry the task out. So all the Po have the names of the Po uh, above them. Yeah, which is really handy when you're doing the tour um, <laughs> and, and you forget. This is quite a generic wall, but it represents those iwi that were very staunch in terms of the revival of Te Ao Māori. And again, this is around the 60s to 70s. And so um, this, this Po Po up here is about, about the Kingitanga. And then under, under our matapahi, we've got two popo here that represent Te Arepa Mete Omeka, and that talks about um, the Ratana faith and, mm-hmm. and, and Ratnapa, and we, we've got a very strong connection uh, with our whanaunga up there. Um, the the po in the middle here um, talks about Tainui, 
And then to the other side of our door, we've got a carving of Tamati Kapua, um, of course, representing Te Arawa. Te Arawa waka. Um, and that talks about our connection with, with Te Arawa um, in terms of the development of the marae, in terms of them assisting us with the knowledge. Such as Emily Shuster. Yeah, yep. yeah. And, and again, Te Puya. Um, and then in the corner, we've got a, a picture of Paikia, and that, that tūpuna from, from Ngāti Parau East Coast. And again, uh, there was a very strong influence with some of the, the Ngāti Pro kaumata that used to sit here and, and help us keep our pipe warm. Okay, so now we're making our way up into the um, farikai called Te Waiora. Oh, you can leave your shoes on. Oh, you sure? Yep. So this is the building that you said is over 100 years old. Yeah, so this is, the, the, this is pretty much our first building that we had. And so if you look up, you can see these big beam um, things going there. And so that, that's where, so this used to be split into smaller rooms, into like offices. This was, so this is where we would have our two papaku. Right. Um, and again, it, it didn't look like a lounge back, back in the day. This was also where we had our first kohanga reo. It was only a very small kitchen at the back. Um, and then over time, then we extended um, the kitchen out, and, and there's been a number of extensions made and so on and so forth. But we, we now call this our, our komatua lounge, and, and it's just nice and intimate. And, you know, like you said, you know, it, it feels and looks like a lounge, so it's really cool. So um, this used to be... The affectionate name for it used to be called the green room because it used to have green carpet. Um, oh. And then about four years ago, uh, my grandmother and I, well, she thought, well, you know, it's time that the marae needs some more carpet. So we went and got some carpet, um, and it was blue carpet, so it's now known as the blue room. <laughs> the blue room. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes, and it's funny, you know, how we, we name things. Sometimes we've got this real tuturu, hohunu, really deep name, and then other times it's just out of practicality that it's got blue carpet now, so it's called the blue room. Uh, so this is our this is our main farikai, and so we can feed up to around about eighty to hundred people comfortably um, here. Um, there's been a number of extensions done in here over the years. You can see that it's quite a, a plain, um, open plan type of area, um, and then it leads on to our kitchen at the back. We've also got our rangatai hall, which is a hall that we've got just over um, just near the farikai. Um, and that is for our bigger function, so we can hold anything to up to about a 250 to 300 people over there. So when we talk about Omaka Marae, um, Kylie, how many buildings make up the actual marae? Uh, six buildings. So we're in the kitchen of the farekai, whare, Kylie. Yeah, so again, you know, a very basic, um, and you know, this kitchen has, you know, if only walls could talk, and, and, and you know, I feel aroha for our ringawira sometimes because, you know, sometimes the oven isn't going properly or this is broken or that is done. And, you know, it, it's hard enough job catering for that amount of people, let alone, you know, having a, a broken down um, oven or something like that. But, uh, yeah, this is very much the, the, the hub of, yeah. of, of, of where it all happens. And you'll recall back in the day, most marae, it was a tikanga that you, you, um, everybody would come to the kitchen. You know, you'd pass through the kitchen, even if it was on, on the way to your whare and drop something off or some, something like that. We noticed that people could be on the marae for quite a long time and not even come into the kitchen. Um, and so we, we started a bit of a tikanga up where, um, you know, we were encouraging people just to come through and... The straight cousin that doesn't do the dishes. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm trying to figure, yes, out, a, I'm trying to figure out a nice oh, way to well, put it. <laughs> 
um, just that you know people would come to Hui, and sometimes they would sit down as guests, you know, on, on their own marae. And so it was just to encourage Fano that you know. One of the ways that we were doing that was to make it fun, and because you know this is this is where all the cordial goes down. So, you know, it, it's about that old fucker about learning your apprenticeship from the from the back of the kitchen before you go out to the front of the whanau. Well, well, in recent times, um, you know, there's been a tendency to get go straight to the to the front of the house, <laughs> or in some cases, straight to the table. <laughs> Outside of Te Waiora now, and uh, like uh, a lot of marae in Aotearoa, uh, as well as um, iwi and social and health services that run as part of the marae, Komatua Flats as well. So we have a little section of Komatua Flats, Kylie. Yeah, we've got four Komatua Flats over um, that, are, that are part of the marae complex that we have Komatua living in. And it's really important for us to have you know, Komatua as part of the marae. Mai te tau ihu o te waka a Maui ki kaitahu. From the Marlborough, Tiahika heads to Christchurch or Tautahi. The landscape has changed since the 2011 earthquakes. At the time of the disaster, Rehua Marae opened its doors to provide shelter and food for people who had been displaced from their homes. It is a marae that has a rich history of accommodating many Māori men who moved down south to take up an apprenticeship as a student of the Māori trade training schemes in the 1960s and 1970s. Dr Terry Ryan is a kaumātua of Rehua Marae and is well versed in Ngaitahu Whakapapa and the history and influence of Wetiriana or the Wesleyan Church. He was born in Whangarei and worked in the Māori land courts. He then moved to the South Island in 1965, where he's been ever since. Kateri Ryan, ahau, whānauai i Whangarei te taitokarau some years ago. Te taitokarau waikato maniapoto mahianau i rote te koti whenua Māori uh, Kotai Mai ki approximately. Ahari mai au ki kone i rara te maru o te hāhi wetiriana mai i te rāhui tāne Hamilton and they said Terry will we'll ring Reverend Fork and him up Sister Hini Whare Maru and you can stay at Rehua and I've been here since I don't often say kōrero pēnā because you don't but things have happened lately and I thought I should say a little bit about me, mm. yeah. And here I am. <laughs> I'm the secretary. I think I'm the only secretary of Rehua Marae, but from way back. And uh, seen a lot of chair people come and pass on. Uh, lovely, lovely memories here. And so here we are in the Farinui of Rehua Marae, and let's call it all about this this particular Farinui. Te hetori whakapapo o tēnei marae kahuri ki te um, hāhi wetereana. And when I say that, I'm, I'm aware of 
the history of the Wetiriana ki te Waipaunamu, Timatai, te mahi Wetiriana kei Maungungu Mission Station Hokianga, and te tei kraua called Tawao, he was a layman of the church, came down. Maite Tai Tokaraki, Kokorara to Banks Peninsula, 1839, he arrived and preached to some 2,000 people as was recorded. There's not that many there now, maybe 20. And uh, from there to Pukataraki, which is Waikawaiti, which is Karatani, it's down Ota- uh, North Otago, and they set up the Maori mission station and preached, uh, trained numerous men, Rawiri Tamaire is there, Paturumupu, uh, Horomonapohio, and they did great work. And Te Koti Tarato with the Paho there, he came from Wesley College, Three Kings, Auckland, 1858, to Rapaki, where he married into a local girl, and he kept that vision going of the early people. Uh, he passed away in 1896, and then you, you had He came south to Murihiku and he married a, a part Naitau girl, Blanche Whitelock. And she passed away, and he married Auntie Ivy Wetere. After Neho passed away, we had Matarai Taurua. I'm going a little fast here. Yep, get the boy. Mai Ngapui, Hiwi's dad, Hiwi Tauru's dad, he came down to fill in the Wetriana position. He married Auntie Bess Couch at Rapaki, and uh, after he passed away, Piripirakana, Mai Mangamuka, and he married the sister, Auntie May Couch. That's Elaine Dell's mum and dad. After Matarai, Uncle Wera Couch, the second photo. He took up that mantle for Te Waipaunamu, and he died in 1975. And after that was Watitahiri from Waima, He married another couch, a Rakana couch. So this this constant interesting tie with <laughs> Napui through the Hahi. But I just mentioned Uncle Wera. Uncle Wera, it was he and a co-martyr, Joe Moss and Reverend Fawkenham, who were involved with a Ratana church hui at Hamilton in 1949. And they saw what Tapuia had done at Hamilton. And what had she done, she had was worried about the girls bringing in produce for the Maori Battalion, World War Two, nowhere to sleep, under hedges, under trees, produce, kai, kakau for the boys overseas. So she purchased a house at 4 Bry Street, Hamilton, and named it Tarahui Wahini. And these three kaumatua came back south, said, we'll do the same. And there's lots of ins and outs there. But they did. They purchased a property in Stanmore Road, 238, and got about 18, 19 girls from, from Canterbury. But after a year they thought, no, we would rather... Society was different. You know, this is just after World War Two, and they thought, no, we'll, we'll, we want to look at some boys. So they went up Mahia Peninsula and Fraser Town, Teranga, Manutuke, 
Upatama, that area, and said to the old people, look, we've got a, a little contract going with the Polytech Christchurch, us and the Hahi Wetriana, and we'd like to bring some of your boys to train. In those days, three trades, only carpentry, painting, mechanic. And uh, the old people agreed, and thus trade trainee, without government... Without government assistance. Hai, yeah. And we are, we're proud now because time has moved on and we have a, a history which is beautiful. Um, trade trainee actually started here in New Zealand and they we have names like those early names from Kohingini, the Ngāti Pahauera, McRoberts, Cars. And these are the names... Of surnames of the first boys that came... For trade trainee. trade trainee right here. And I do know that the old Komatua men said, oh, we'll build a rec room, and apparently we said, oh, we'll put a Maori carving in. But I say, it's the power of our old, of our women <laughs> folk. They said, no way, you're not making tokenism. Let's do it right or don't do it at all. So thus, this Whananui, the seed was planted, and we had great women... Auntie Kri Kamo's looking at me there. That's Yama <laughs> Kamo's grandmother. Auntie Lou, Auntie Mutton Newson, another Trigurthan, that's Trikartani. They're all there, and they said no. So there was many meetings held right here next door, because the house wasn't built. And Rapaki and Tomatu, Wairewa, and they said, right, we're going to build a Farinui which covers New Zealand. Because by this time, 1956-57, boys were coming from all parts of New Zealand because the government adopted the scheme round about, oh, a little bit later, 1960s, you had Sylvia Park in Auckland, mm. Te Rauhitane in Hamilton, Trentham Abad, and Te Kaihanga, Rickerton. So that was the origins of the thinking of a Farinui. So the old people, I believe it was the first house in New Zealand to be carved to cover the tribal areas of, of New Zealand so that the boys, some came in time from the Hapua, they all had a tipuna here. So the east and west popo depict Te Maui, Waikato, Taitokaro, Waiariki, the kaupapa, the whakapapa, rather, is Takitimu. So in the maho there, you have Paikia, mm. Pororangi, Tamatiariki, Nui, and Keirunga. Rangatira Teko, Teko Keirunga, is Tahu Portiki. And the, the north, sorry, the east and the west, of course, is Tipuna Maita Waipanamu, Naitahu, Ngāti Māmoin, Waitā, but also the top of the island, which is also Waitā, Ngāti Kōta, Ngāti Kuia, Rangitāni. Mm. And it worked. The boys came, and it was the boys in the early 70s decided, we, you see, after the war, issues of, of Māori weren't to the fore. So... 
those old boys who by now were married and all that, they we got together and we built a farikai. That's mm. uh, why let's call it all about the name Rehua. Rehua was actually named by Henaretiara Jacobs. It's a beautiful name. It covers the South Pacific. Because whether you go to Tonga, Rarotonga, Tahiti, Samoa, you come across the spirit, the Tawairua. Or or Rehua. And I hear the old people, Hohua, Itai, or Tu Papa Kuatakotuana, Hairiki Te Putai Tango Rehua. And I like to describe it in that way because it covers the South Pacific and all our islander relations, they come from the, the, the spirit of Rehua too. Yeah, it's a It's a strong name. Lovely name, and this is Rehua, yeah. And there's also a photo in front of us of the uh, the, the master carver of this Farinui. Beautiful man, Henare Paikiatuka, I remember him. He came down from Kaipara Harbour, Kaiwaka Betli, and he lived in a caravan out the back, he and his wife Mere, and all this, this timber, Tōtara, was donated by Ngāti Irakehu of Banks Peninsula and it came into the Addington Timber Company and he he initially was the he was the master carver but in the 1960s approx he did ask for a little bit of help and he had Rangi Hetit, Joe King, uh, Penny Taipa and John Taipa Charles Tuero, who was from Rarotonga, and they came and assisted him.
Eva kapaule itakuate 